0: Welcome to the Digging Six Feet
1: Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your hosts and licensed funeral directors, Victor Rubio and Natalie Willis. So I, Victor Rubio.
0: Oh, I'm enjoying that, and I'm Natalie.
1: Just Natalie.
0: You know, I'm just, pl- I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to do my stage name. You have
1: a crisis identity.
0: I'm in the middle of an identity crisis. Yes.
1: Y estamos aquí para discutir ese es mi
0: I have understood everything, and <laughs> you said something about my dog.
1: Uh, <laughs> the name of this episode is. <laughs>
0: uh that's my dog No, i thought yeah. you
1: knew spanish
0: yo i do i told you i knew everything that you just said i was just translating it but i had to tell
1: you <laughs> uh we are here in episode five of season four of six feet under and we are doing the highly controversial episode that's my dog i'm um, just gonna tell you mm-hmm. that
0: i watched this episode last night and this morning which mm-hmm. is the reason why i was late to work today mm-hmm. um i've been shook all day long. Mm-hmm. So if I was in a bad mood or just you could tell I was shook, it was because of this episode. So forgive me.
1: You're always shook. <laughs> I'm always shook. It's too much coffee. Um, I was shook. This episode is kind of crazy. Kind of crazy? It's extremely crazy. I, I want to try and save everything for like the end of the episode, but it's like almost impossible to not to start talking about it. And even earlier today, like we started talking about it and damn what was the joke we had I don't
0: Remember, know. there was like four, there was like
1: two <laughs> jokes we were like shit we should have saved that <laughs> I don't know uh, Um, I guess trying trying to to uh. this thing
0: just it. made me sick my stomach is still churning over this
1: again it, it's gonna be so hard to do this let, let, let's try and encapsulate it really quick okay um just general thoughts like really quick i know you're shook and that's just your, your i mean it
0: just it, it bothered me whole i don't remember this episode i literally do not remember this. that's episode. astounding to me i know i mean i watched six feet under while i was in mortuary school so this the program had already been out for a few years and i just do not remember seeing this it's it it hurt my stomach it's bothersome to me i'm not gonna sleep well tonight but, thanks, Victor.
1: <laughs> well, thanks, Alan Ball. I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't create this episode. I looked
0: up some things about this episode and people were livid at Alan Ball. Well, yeah. Well here's yeah. what's
1: really funny is when I when I go back and I, you know, I, I try to get like a grasp of how did people feel at the time or just how did other people feel about whatever episode it is. And I had to stop reading because there was so much stuff out there mm-hmm. even when I do my Facebook post and you could follow us on Facebook at digging six feet under I'll put out something and I'll get a response here and there uh, Roxanne volts I believe is her love name love her she comment and you know sh- you know she's a, a big Hi, commenter Roxanne, so I love you. thank you thank you for that but you know usually and, and even on Reddit I posted something and usually I'll get like our comment or whatever this one on, on Twitter Facebook and Reddit, It's just the most – it's, like, so controversial, you know, just all – this entire episode. Um, Yeah, and there's commentary from Alan Poole, who's the the director on this episode. And, yeah, it's just – it's a crazy episode. And they really, really switched up the format for one episode. They did. Uh, And to your point that you don't remember this, you don't remember – I'm spoiling a a little bit here, but – David just has flashbacks.
0: Yes. Now I remember the flashbacks. Now it makes sense why he had those flashbacks, but I don't remember this episode. Oh
1: yeah. Um, I feel like I blocked it mentally because it's so bad. And just sort of the theme of this episode and just kind of everything that happens, just sort of like bad things could happen to good people. And it also could change literally like at at the stop of a dime or whatever that cliche is. Um, So I guess what we're going to try and do is get through what, the episode does give us and then we'll just yeah okay you know talk about everything that happens um <laughs> and i say that you know even with the death capsule it, it it still kind of translates to everything that happens um in the rest of the episode with david um and again I, like i said there were there was you know uh commentary from alan pool and even just with some um writing uh i'm sorry online reading that it just right here death capsule what happens to this guy's wife they just sort of like at this change of a hat.
0: I'm surprised that you didn't say that he gave us mis- misdirection because he totally did. Because I completely thought that he was going to die. It was him that was going to well, die. Right. I mean, the I mean,
1: I mean, there's even there's even two there's there's two misdirects here. And I have because uh, the way it opens up, it sounds like there's violence because all you hear is like splashing and yeah. like a, a guy grunting yeah. essentially. Yeah. So that's like your first misdirect, and then yeah. you have when his wife leaves, you have you know saying hey don't don't bake in the the yes. hot tub or whatever. Then you
0: see him nodding off.
1: Yeah. And you're like, yeah, Oh, yeah. Man. And yeah. you think that's it. Um, it was really fun. I was watching the episode with my girlfriend and she's like, Oh, that's it. He's a goner. And I was like, how don't you know by now that this is what six feet under yeah. does, you know, so they can literally like every death ha- <laughs> capsule is a <laughs> yeah.
0: misdirection. So in the back of my head, I was like, "Nah, that ain't going to be how it goes. Right. Now. Right.
1: I mean, and you could even have, like, I feel like there's going to be an episode where a guy has one bullet gun to his head
0: and it's going to be something
1: else. Yeah. And then like you just see the gun manufacturer just yeah. at home dead. People
0: were actually the, the blogs that I was reading from like 2014, people were actually really angry about this misdirection. Like they were over him misdirecting everything.
1: Oh, oh, oh of like all the, the death capsules. Yeah. Capsule? Of all the death capsules. Uh, something that's been bothering me. Cause every time I listen to the commentary, they, they, they start, I call it the death capsule, the writer's room. And, and you know, people who create this show, call it a cold open mm-hmm. for whatever that's worth. I'm still going to call it a, a, um, Death capsule but like we see here that uh, they're celebrating their uh, anniversary right yes anniversary and have some uh, tequila Lou Thornton is the man and he comes back I think for next episode because um, this I don't know if you realize that this is the woman that oh I know who yeah. this is <laughs> and I have
0: been sick about this all day long so and
1: basically she goes she goes into the house and we think he's gonna sit there and bake in the hot tub but uh, in the distance we hear her fall. And I just simply just hit her head, right? I mean, there's nothing She really. fell
0: in the shower. And yeah. I saw blogs that she may have broken her neck.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could yeah. summarize what you think happened. Uh, our episode starts out with Keith getting ready to hit the road with Celeste for three months. Uh, David being pretty insecure about all of it. And, Super insecure about it all. And I could understand why, right? Yes, yes. Um, but and then they
0: gave, up, they gave like... Um, instructions and guidelines about who they can and cannot see and how they can and cannot see. him it was, it was pretty intense.
1: Yeah. It's like, um, you know what?
0: Don't even bother, bro.
1: I didn't even realize, uh, oh God. All right. Two thoughts. I didn't even realize that they had this much of an open relationship, but I guess even though you had a few episodes, cause he was like, Oh, I, I blew the plumber and whatever. And they were just like, Oh, good for you. Why are you looking at me like that?
0: Cause I'm uncomfortable when you say I blew. Okay. It's just weird to hear it coming <laughs> they gave from you. Felicio. Thank to you. The plumber.
1: Um, <laughs> But I think second, this sets up like David's vulnerability, yeah, and just how like lonely he is, just because how like super lonely grasping on to like Keith. And leaving. Keith didn't
0: make it any better when he was like, "Yeah, yeah but we were broken up for eight <laughs> months, so we th- got this." Like, oh, I love you so much, yeah, Dave. <laughs> but, but we are broken up. Love you. Uh, but the restrictions that David gave Keith, I mean, literally, Keith cannot do anything. <laughs>
1: well, no, it's pretty restrictive. You, you can only sleep with someone once. Yeah uh I, I can't remember what the other restrictions are well keith keith gave him pretty much a, a really solid i mean i uh, <laughs> i mean for being a relationship and nothing against open relationships but for three months david keith keith says hey if you don't want me to do anything just tell me mm-hmm. so He gave like, it, yeah
0: that's true that's true
1: if they can't keep it in their pants for three months i mean three months is a long time i understand but <laughs> i, I mean, know <laughs> no i i agree
0: i agree it's like damn i mean i i, I don't know um Thank God for Facetime nowadays.
1: Right, and Skype. To TMI. <laughs> uh, when Lou Lou Thornton comes in for arrangements, I I don't know because it kind of it's really hard to not talk about David, um, what happens with him. But as we go on, but I, I guess with Lou, I have to imagine how much regret you have to have. Oh my for gosh. the rest of your life. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Just celebrating your anniversary. Yeah. They're an older couple, so whether yeah. maybe they're I don't I don't know if they said how many years, but. And it seems like they were I don't want to say wealthy. They were.
0: Oh, they look pretty wealthy to me. Yeah.
1: They were fine. It looks like they were comfortable Mm -hmm. and to just lose your, you know, your significant other like that. Um, That's
0: definitely sad. They definitely don't have to eat ramen noodles once a week.
1: So, uh,
0: I mean, come on people, you know, you've been on that diet before currently on it. It's just so sad that it's just so sad how it happened. Anniversary had a great time. Yeah.
1: Ugh. I remember watching this episode prior times. Uh, I never really saw like the foreshadowing. I really thought what everything that happened just came out of the blue. But if you, you watch it again, you, you could tell how much they're trying to like build up to it. Because, you know, uh, he even says like, why did this happen to me? Yes, and, you know, Rico and David had sort of this yeah. like, you know, sometimes I don't think it was meant to happen to you. It was just, you know, all that. I have to ask you, dude, how
0: how would you respond to that type of uh, statement made by why a family? This, why did this
1: happen to me? Mm-hmm. Oh God! See, in my head, I in my head the person starts crying and I just sort of give them water and walk away <laughs> from it. No, because it's like I I always say like, what could I possibly say that's like gonna soothe this person? Yeah,
0: I don't say anything. I'm just quiet. Yeah, I I, I would need listen, a, Just I would need A
1: second, you know, I don't know. I, I don't think I have anything. I don't
0: have anything either. I just I would just listen, and um, that's just what that's what we do is we listen. I'm just yeah. not there to offer them any. Like, I can't give them any type of healing. That's for the professionals. I feel like
1: anything that would come out of my mouth would be, like, taking the wrong wife.
0: I just listen, pause, ready, and see when they're ready to move on. Yeah, yeah. It's um, so sad.
1: We have really short storylines from everyone this week. Uh, I guess we could start with Ruth and George. Um, Ruth is getting her pajamas hemmed, and the woman at the counter mentions how she's... Is she getting
0: that... No, she's buying... Fabric, oh, fabric for George she didn't see you no. don't know about sewing do you She bought a. No, I don't. (laughs) Okay, she bought a pattern. Yes, I know I mispronounced that, but that's the way we say it in Charleston. She bought a pattern. It's one of those old things that you would, you know, you you never like went to the store and they had all those choices. Oh, I mean, now that you say it, it makes sense. Remember, it was in that. It's like in that envelope. That makes sense. Okay, so that's what they. And she was talking to the girl. Also, before you move on, I got to say, I was reading the Facebook um, comments, and Neil, who follows um, at Digging (laughs) Six Foot Under, which thank you, Neil. He was so right on twitter name yeah he <laughs> messed it up this time he was so right on that this is one of the funniest moments of ruth
1: i really think it is because it is
0: really funny the,
1: the way the woman mentions uh yeah i've been sending my ex pieces of sh- uh, flaming pieces of shit right I yeah my shit on fire yeah fecal matter and Ruth is just like huh i got yeah. someone that was yeah be really that be that's really. what equates a
0: love match he was so right that is so funny
1: uh ruth brings us up to george and george sort of erupts on ruth um, do you blame George here? Well, or, Ruth is meddling.
0: Ruth is meddling, but Ruth is also a nurturer. So
1: there's also his wife. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, I mean, I get that. Like, she's like just
0: trying to, I see why George is upset, but she is a nurturer. And, uh, you know, she's just trying to, she's just trying to make a connection.
1: Yeah. I, I don't, I don't blame him. I, I mean, I, it is part of like George's whole thing that he would get this met over something like that. Um, I don't know. I guess both of them. I, I don't even think she was meddling that much. Cause it's not like she like surprised him. No,
0: she just uh, she kind of brought it up to it. him. Yeah. She, well to, to the girl she just suggested and then she brought it up
1: to him. Right. Right. Um, but we're of, also
0: missing the part where, uh, Ruth is trying to give Nate advice, you know, on, on grieving and so forth. And, uh, she suggests like a booty call. <laughs> well, yeah. Get back in the sex, action. It's so funny. Sex can be positive. Because Claire turns her head like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah. And it's okay for someone to be celibate. Yeah. Which now that I, you know what? I didn't even make this connection, but now that we're talking about it, um, sort of Keith and David to be celibate for three months. And, you know, Ruth just being like, you know, and Claire, Claire, the smart one, the youngest yeah. one being like, you could be celibate for a little while, yeah. you know? Uh, I guess on to Nate, right? Uh, this bereavement group. Um,
0: yeah, And also, just to add into there, you had made mention a couple episodes back that they have made Nate look hotter. Okay. I do
1: have to say, he looks here?
0: very attractive.
1: I found him more attractive in a Skylar episode. Here, I just... I find him attractive. I see him here as normal Nate. Um, I mean, I'm
0: definitely not going to call him nor get involved with that because that is a crazy mess right now. <laughs> but he is very attractive.
1: Yeah. 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 They cleaned him up. All right. right, I'm. I, he does not like that much cleaned up from... Okay. Episode prior or okay. from the okay, um, so Nate goes to this bereavement group. Um, I mean, w- when he starts at the bereavement group, he's not really into it. No. But then, like when he starts speaking, he gets. What like, a beautiful
0: really, just listening to him talk.
1: Oh, that's real pain. You know, it's real
0: pain. It was, and everybody paused and listened, and they thought about it, and then it, then the alarm went off.
1: Before the alarm goes off, I. I mean, I guess everyone has their own theories or, or their own ideas of what grieving is, whether it's sitting at home crying or, yeah. or you know, going out, whatever. Yeah. I am of the belief of it's really healthy to talk about that out loud. Like I agree really with Really just getting it out there. Even if how, because there's even a part where he's like, some days I just wake up and I think I'm so fucking crazy! Like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, I think I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess I just just hearing yourself or whatever. And he's not wrong in anything he says, right?
0: He's not wrong in anything that he says. But I think one of the things in our society is when somebody does discuss grief or in a tragic, tragic situation like this, people get really turned off and scared and fearful, and they don't know what to say. When really, all you should do is just sit and listen. Yeah, that's all they need yeah. you to do is listen. I think talking aloud is is amazing, and it helps the process. And, you know, as a PSA to people listening, when somebody does come to you, just, just listen, just be quiet yeah, and listen.
1: Yeah. I I've never was someone who was like, oh, well, I think you just need to do this better or whatever. Like, yeah, I, like, if I Nate, like if I was with Nate, like if I was in the room with Nate, I would just sort of listen and be like, I hear you, you know? Uh, it kind of sucks that we need such getting into the thick of it. And again, it's just the theme of this episode. Like anything can change just like that. Just a fire. That was like the symbolism, by the way. Oh, look at you symbolism. I wish we had an alarm. Also,
0: I write about it. Um, that alarm that went off. Yeah. And right in the middle, it was so heartbreaking because he was really getting deep. And I thought, okay, finally we're getting there. Yeah, Yeah. And then just cut short, interrupted. And it's just, you know, it was done.
1: Yeah. That stinks for Nate. And it does stink I, for him. I believe this this um, group also comes back into play. Does it? Yeah. Um, to Claire. Basically, her little short storyline this episode is, is her art's getting critiqued. Uh, but the teacher. Wait, I have something to tell you about the teacher. No, I have something to tell no, you. No, I have something to
0: tell you. I'm the- No, no. This is. <laughs> In my contract, I get to say this. I know who the Science teacher the is. Lamps. <laughs> I hate you so much for this. You are out of my best friend circle. Oh, I am so angry. That is Catherine Martin. Wait.
1: I hate you for this. You know the funniest thing? And, and it's going to be in your contract to not to not <laughs> you need to stop reading online cuz I'm supposed to be the one that brings everything and you were like
0: Ooh, and No and like it came that. it came to me last night I said that's... No it didn't you saw this online? <laughs> no you're I didn't. Liar. No I didn't. No I didn't. I said that's that's Catherine. Are yeah, you, you down there?
1: You you, you knew okay.
0: <laughs> okay Catherine, you got to let the dog right. go.
1: So you went from the pastor from Denver to yeah. this is I this think, is the movie yeah, from the 90s. It totally
0: got... I am so angry at you. I totally knew who that was. And I was going to surprise you with it.
1: Uh, just in case you have no idea what we're talking about. Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yes. <laughs> <I> got that. <laughs> uh, the the art teacher here in Claire's storyline, and she was in the prior episode. She was the woman, the first woman who got captured in she the movie. She
0: was not the first woman that got captured. Thank you, mister. You haven't watched that movie, obviously. She was the one, because he had already made clothes from other women. No, if I said the first one who gets captured
1: in the movie. The first one that we see.
0: The first one that technically, physically gets
1: captured, yes. So the first one we see. <laughs> yeah. uh, who gets captured in Silence of the Lambs. Um, and if you really want to make a strong connection that... David gets captured.
0: I know. Oh god, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as I saw that that was Catherine Martin last night, I said, Oh my gosh, that's it was a preempt for a
1: kidnapping. I'm gonna ask you in an episode, let's start here. One, did you get a mouth guard? No. Two, next episode I'm <laughs> gonna ask you what this what the woman's name is from Silent Dilems, and I guarantee you okay, <laughs> next week. Uh Sophia comes to the Fisher house to see Rico oh smart move by her
0: (laughs) she she's got she's got uh she's got definitely
1: that's the sound of my ice machine that you hear in the background um ice machine my freezer uh what do you think about her coming to the the funeral home Ooh, she's got guts
0: (laughs) yeah she's ruining this real quick what's hilarious though is that nate so well first of all ruth is like what are you doing here girl yeah and she didn't know his name was frederico
1: Oh, she didn't. No, I didn't even pick she up didn't. On that. She
0: goes like, "Yeah, Rico."
1: Yo, first of all, uh, Rico, to tell her where he works. I mean, it happens. No, I know, but I, I, yeah, I, I'm no, but I mean, or uh, she was no. Him. I, I put I put myself in in the shoes of when I was dating, and like you say, oh yeah, I work here, but Rico's cheating. He's getting someone on the side. Yeah, I would just say I work at a, a different funeral home. Do you actually
0: tell people you work at a funeral home? Well,
1: if I do, Mm. I wouldn't... uh, If I was cheating on my girlfriend, hey, Marissa, I would be like, hey, I work at this funeral home. Why are you shaking your head at me? Because. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was a joke. (laughs) I know it was. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then basically what happens, she kind of... Uh, wants Rico to take her out. Uh, I, I did kind of like when when Nate comes in and Rico's like, yeah, that that's nothing. Yeah. And Nate's like, honestly. And I I I, He's like, I, don't even care. I so like I totally buy Nate. Nate doesn't give a shit. Like no, well, he, he just wanted not, to play Doom. Yeah, he just wanted to play. Did Doom. you play Doom by the way? Oh my god, I love that game. I oh I played Doom, but I just always as a little kid, uh, you just enter God mode. God mm-hmm. mode is like the cheat code where you have all your guns, all your weapons, and you never die. So you're just going through shooting shit. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, so I did play Doom. I believe it was Doom 2, which was the one that everyone played.
0: Rico is Rico is in deep. He's in a mess and he better get out this real quick.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, he just gets played so quickly. So He's like, quickly. what are you doing here? Get out of here. He's like, oh, I just wanted you to take me out. I was alone by myself. He's like, all right, all right, I'll take you out later. later. Yeah. Like <laughs> a fucking puppy. Um, Where
0: are the Ricos in this world? <laughs>
1: Uh, to Margaret and Brenda, Margaret is at campus with Brenda, and they're having a, a mother daughter lunch of sorts. Uh, Again, mm-hmm. if I had to be somebody, I would be, uh, Margaret. be Margaret.
0: What she's drinking wine on the college campus at I love lunch, that. love that. I love that.
1: that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, l- let me let me say this about Margaret. Um, you know, when she and uh, her and Brenda are talking about the Brenda's sex life with Joe, and yeah. Brenda says describes it as creative and interesting and she told her to get out of it yeah the Margaret's first reaction was like get out of it uh, I bet you she makes for a really good therapist if you in the prior episode there was just like you know you have to be crazy to be a good therapist mm-hmm. so Brenda was like oh I bet you're a great therapist yeah because she always kind of she even kind of did it when Brenda was with Nate like just really quick to point out the subtext of something she was but here's my question for you
0: so Margaret was in a, a marriage. I mean, like, like a solid marriage and so forth. So why is she like yelling at Brenda to get out of like a stable relationship?
1: I don't think it was about the stable relationship. I think it was about the sex being creative and interesting.
0: So was, so my question is, did Margaret and her husband have crazy, interesting sex?
1: Uh, Since you're a big fan of the show, Margaret's husband, um, his name wasn't Billy, Bernie? I can't remember his name.
0: Also, I can tell you're a big fan.
1: Well, he <laughs> died last season. Yes, I know that. You do know that.
0: And they scattered the cremator remains on the balcony. I was on that episode. So he was in... It was a cameo bell jar was, urn.
1: He was, yes. He was in uh, some of season one. I mean, to be married? Yeah. I have to imagine that they did have... I just didn't know where it was coming from. Uh, I just think it's Margaret, you know, mm-hmm. just... Cause I mean, is the this same, the new Margaret though? No, this is the same Margaret. Okay, I don't think Margaret has changed. Brenda has. Brenda just, has changed for in sure. Any, any little bit that Brenda changes, um, Margaret sort of takes offense to. <laughs> um, but I just think that that idea of just like being able to, to sc- scope out like the subtext. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine if I, you know, Margaret asked me how I'm doing and I said, "Oh, I'm not bad. It's like, oh, so this yeah. happened to you today. Yeah. You know, I imagine she's like really good at that. Um, Margaret is getting vaginal rejuvenation surgery. Mm-hmm. Is this a thing? This is a thing. It is?
0: This is definitely... A th- You've never heard of this? A so lot of women that have... Remember when had- I asked
1: you if this is a thing? <laughs> okay, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> a lot of women that have had children do this. Okay. It um, basically...
1: How ugly could it look? It's
0: not, it's, it's not about... No, 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 no. First of all, vaginas
1: are beautiful. Oh, God. I
0: can't no matter down what. Down here. Go ahead. Second of oh,
1: all... The mic is yours. The mic is mine. <laughs> going on it's mute. It's
0: about uh, rejuvenating it so that it's more... Um, how do I say this word Be without making you uncomfortable? So we could start with the David story. <laughs> <line>. <laughs> Let's move
1: on. Uh, that kind of wraps up everyone's storyline except for David. Oh, and now we're getting into it. Uh, right? Yeah, this is us getting into it. Ooh, and I'm going to throw up. We're at the 23-minute mark, which is not bad. Um, so David is driving back from picking up um, our woman, Anne, from the death capsule, yeah. and him and Keith are on the phone. David's just essentially having a bad day yes. and is super lonely. Uh he picks up Jake on the side of the road.
0: He sees Jake on the side <laughs> of the road. He sees Jake on the side
1: of the road. And he pulls over. I mean
0: with a deceased on the Let me say
1: this. When I first finished the episode, I remember, so last week I've been kind of talking up this episode, and then I watched the episode, and as soon as it finished, I was like, fuck. What the hell are we gonna talk about? And I think I even said some of this to you today. Of just like, there's not that much to talk about because it's just, you know, uh, uh, on the pot I don't like just retelling what happens. Like, there's yeah. the there's, plot point. There's
0: not like a ton to talk about, but this is totally like a turning point in this entire series. Right, right.
1: So, let me start here. Um, David picks up Jake.
0: With a deceased in the back of that, the That end. was
1: my point. Like, I didn't even realize. Well, they don't show you the body until...
0: Yeah, until that part. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but
0: it doesn't matter. She's in the car. It says that he had, he did say he had somebody in the back and he was transporting.
1: Well, let me say, too, because uh, we kind of now we're, we're, it just so happened we have the scene on as we're talking about it. Jake gets in the car and they, they show the body, but Jake doesn't look. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Now, if you're understanding Jake is completely crazy because there's an opening yes. to look in the back of the van. Yes. How don't you look? I don't know. Just to a, make sure it's not anything.
0: There are two things that I question here. A, why would you get into a white fan? Have I not taught you anything, folks? And second of all, why wouldn't you just look in the back? Jake, natural why, why curiosity. didn't you listen to Natalie? Why this didn't episode you listen was, to me? this
1: episode was recorded in 2004 and we're doing a <laughs> podcast in 2017. Come Catherine on, Jake.
0: Martin. <laughs> Catherine Martin, Jake. <laughs> 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 Catherine Martin. Um, yeah, it's natural curiosity. You will just turn your head and be like, what's that?
1: As soon as the episode... Because epi- it's totally open. Yeah. yeah. As soon as the episode finished, I was like, the first thing I said, I said, uh, was like, first of all, you never pick up someone. First of all, you never pick up someone. You never <laughs> like, 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 can we just do a PSA, PSA, right now? PSA right do now? Do
0: not pick up hitchhikers, folks, ever, ever, ever.
1: ever. Um, but you know, I, I told I, I, again. I watched the episode with my girlfriend. As soon as it finished, I was like, the first thing, you never pick up someone with a body in the car. And it's like, you don't even go to eat." There's so many things you don't do. You go, this is from, thing.
0: You go from where you, the pickup point is right. to the funeral home, and that is it.
1: Right. Any, any like, I don't know if there's people out there who's like, oh, man, once someone picks up my my, my loved one who died, like, where do they go or anything? It's like, it's kind of like Funeral Home 101. You are strongly, you are directed to drive from the place of death to mm-hmm. the funeral home. Now, the first thing came to my mind is like, oh, I've done actually long drives, you can go to the bathroom. Well, it, yeah, uh, but I was saying is like uh, there's been times just because I didn't feel comfortable, I've literally like peed on the side of the road. <laughs> I don't know how women do it, but just I the know. the I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've done long hauls too, but I mean, I uh, you know you're in an unmarked and it's not
1: visible. But Let me say something. Liter- I'm cutting you off quick. So uh, in the scene the brain with Margaret, you see how that th- that thing wraps around her neck—a shawl. That yeah, but look it's look how look how it changes from scene to scene. See? Okay. Look, it was hanging on her right shoulder. Now it's hanging off her left shoulder, correct? Okay. Okay. Uh, This is, folks, for you, too, when you go back and watch this episode. This was from the commentary. It kept changing on her. You see? Yeah. (laughs) Every single scene, it, like, switches back and forth. I like that you're into the fashion. Uh, This was more pointed out from the commentary. But Uh see, now it looks almost perfect. Yes. A little bit more on her left side. But see? And then we're going to go back. And you see? Now it's more on the right side. Okay. Good observation. Great. but yes, just the idea of.
0: But my point is that, like, when I've done long hauls and I have to use the ladies' room because I cannot go on the side of the road, I'm in an unmarked car. I park away from everybody. I am in the restroom. I yeah. am out of the restroom. I am back on the road, and that is it. If you rem- do, you remember the show. Talking about this, because this this relates. Do you remember the show on A&E called Family Plots? I remember. I never saw it. Okay. You should watch it. Mm -hmm. So it was a real-life funeral home, and one of the associate staff had to make a removal from the airport, uh, or he was going to the airport. It's one of those. And the deceased was in a combo, which is called a combination unit, which the airlines require your deceased to travel in if they're not in a casket. Mm -hmm. He... I, he actually picks it's actually he picked up somebody from the airport and then went to a boxing lesson.
1: Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> and left the
0: deceased yeah. in the car yeah. and that was filmed and it was on TV and okay, they got hold into on, a on. ton of trouble. I'm cutting
1: in here. That was a t- scripted TV show. They got
0: in, they got into a ton of trouble. <laughs> it was, a and that scripted was such TV a bad show. representation of funerals. Yeah, it was a scripted TV show, mm-hmm. okay? It still makes me mad.
1: Uh so I mean I mean first off there is a moment later where I get I get so frustrated about something later in the episode that it really detracts from the rest of the episode. But uh this was this was definitely a very frustrating point that David, who I find to be very professional,
0: very level-headed would make a dumb mistake like this. Well, I
1: guess I guess that that was my last point before we move on from here is that uh, Cause I even I even made the comment of like, you know, I could totally see I don't let me put it this way, I don't own a funeral home. I could totally see someone like me doing this, and what I mean by that is my name's not on the funeral home. So like maybe I don't carry, maybe I look at it as like a paycheck, and I don't carry that you know, XYZ funeral home brand on my chest. Mm-hmm. He's David Fisher. He is the <laughs> you owner. Know what I mean? His name his, is on the sign. Like that van is supposed to say, you know, his, that, that, that put it this way. That van is licensed, is uh registered to Fisher funeral home. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like right there is like, man, yeah, man, um, Jake, Ugh. Jake but let me say this before Jake goes crazy. He kind of, like, really connects with David. He's a, a master con. Huge master con, <laughs> sociopath, that's what it's I And mean, they, they both kind of connect about having one of these days, you yes. know? Yes. Um, even if David was, like, in a good mood, I feel like this guy really would have connected, Jake would really connected with David just because of how, you know, oh, man, my grandmother. And he even has that voice, like, mm-hmm. oh, come on, man, and, you know, all of that. He just really connects with David really suckered him in. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but David's a very empathetic person, so it's quite easy to do.
1: Right, right. And and especially where David is at. Yes. Like emotionally. Yes. You know what I mean? Because, again. He's lonely. Good days, bad days, and yeah. all that, you know. and he's lonely. Um, you know, even the way he's, <laughs> he claims he has no money but steals gum. Yeah. It was almost kind of like cute. The way he's just like, yeah. but I took this gum. Yeah. And it's, how harmless was that maybe a dollar gum? You know yeah, I mean? yeah,
0: but then the way that David uh, prances in to get the gas for him. I mean, he's just trying to be a hero and trying to help him. And he's right. just so excited about helping somebody and having yeah, somebody yeah, right totally.
1: now. Totally. Uh, we could come back to this point. But when they go to the gas station and he steals the gum and everything, he buys the gas. But knowing how crazy he is and the whole idea of Jake is just y- you can't reason with irrational mm-hmm. irrationality. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did he mean to buy this tank of gas or this gallon of gas? I
0: think what Jake set him up, because Jake came out and said that he had no money and they wouldn't take his credit card or blah, blah, blah. I think what he did was set him up to see if David had a credit card or an ATM card and could have money.
1: Right. And then because the next step. he could have bought like, yeah, I guess you're right.
0: He was setting up to see if David had finances, financial something.
1: But I mean, how much, if David had 20 bucks in his pocket, he could have done everything he did
0: that's true but he said oh I'll go in and get it I'll put it on my card I believe is what he said I I've mean, got fair, it
1: yeah fair enough but I, I he's mean, just I guess. setting up
0: to see if, does David have any money right, is this right. gonna be
1: worth his time I just I didn't even realize like oh man did he did he buy this um there's like eight million ways I want to go all right let's uh David's first dream sequence when he thinks Jake asked him if he's gay yes um <laughs> it's just so twit it's just so crazy how you can be that into like David sitting there like I might get some strange from this really cute guy yeah, who yeah. I just picked up on the side yeah. of the road. It's going to be some strange for me and mm-hmm. he's kind of cute and he's actually really nice mm-hmm. and for what ends up happening is like... <laughs> the Yeah, it, it, it must be like on your wedding day the worst thing possible yeah. happening. You know, I really you're, thought you're,
0: that, you're, that that dream sequence was actually true like that was happening. I was like, oh, okay, David. Because the I, yes, guy was like, yeah, I'll be yeah. your
1: side guy. Well, up until, up until he says, I live just to serve you and it's just like, all right, well, definitely you know, a dream. People do say those things. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, I have to come back from this to this comment. Let me ask you here. Well, yeah. Before we get into it, because now we're at the scene where they pull up to the liquor store, and he's like, "Oh, here's an ATM. Let's Mm -hmm, go here." mm -hmm. Did you think at all that this was the show, or even a commentary on like bashing David for being gay? Because we kind of we kind of got away from that from season one and two. That was like a big theme, like. Maybe bad things happened to David because he's gay and he's sort of ashamed of it. Yeah. But then he got more comfortable in that code yeah, went Away. Yeah. Because uh, I there was some comments about how I didn't like how this was you know basically punishing David for being gay. Did you buy that? Did you think no, that at all? Not no, not at all.
0: I thought what this was was David being too sweet, empathetic, right. naive, and that goes back to get into that episode where Keith had to hang up the telephone. From David with the Mm -hmm. telemarketer. I didn't think anything about sexuality.
1: I didn't either, but uh, Alan Poole, again, this sparked huge controversy. There was articles, New York Times. There was a great article, and God, I don't know the name, but if you just Google, that's my dog, uh, New York Times. Someone had wrote uh, an article basically about how, what does the TV show owe to us, the audience? Mm -hmm. Because they flipped the script on this episode without any warning. Mm -hmm. Like, you're sitting there at Sunday night, Back in 2004, ready to just watch, you know, another good episode of Six Feet Under. And you get this, you know, without uh, torture porn, almost. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was some backlash back in the day. Cause, and mind you, a way different time about this is the show punishing David for being gay. Mm-hmm. And this was from Alan Poole, the same guy in the commentary. He had wrote this. Um, he wrote, I'm gay, Alan Ballin gay. Homophobic is the one thing you don't get off calling the show. We were trying to be real to the psychology of someone who is a fundamentally non-confront- non-confrontational person and someone who essentially believes that man is rational. Yes, there are times when David, if he was being bold, brave, and quick-witted, could have made an escape. But how many of us are bold, brave, and quick-witted under those kinds of circumstances? He's absolutely right. Uh, I just wanted to squash the idea or at least talk yeah. about whether it be like, oh, man, this is for David being gay. And it's like, yeah, Alan Ball, the reason why he inserts and why gay, being gay. Mm-hmm. Is such a part of this show is because Alan Ball is gay, mm-hmm. and he wanted to insert that. You mm-hmm. know, again, if you remember American Beauty, yeah, you know, yeah. spoiler, yeah. what yeah. happens yeah. at the end, yeah, yeah. Uh, is a big part of. You know,
0: I, I didn't even pick up on that. But it's just because I don't.
1: I, I didn't. If I didn't read that comment, yeah, I would have skated past it. Yeah, I didn't but, know that was a thing. Yeah, that people no, it, But also,
0: I don't. Again, I. I don't think in two thousand and four that it was. I, I don't know. It wasn't. You just weren't comfortable. Like today, you you know. Today you have. Today they have. They have rights. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I, I didn't think that at all.
1: Yeah, I didn't either. And again, if if I didn't come across it, I would have not mm-hmm. thought it. Uh. So the start, the start of the downfall. <sighs> um. So here's the other thing I want to point out too. They were like driving
0: for a while to find, and it was like nighttime. So. Where is he coming from? Because right now we're in the daytime. We've yeah. already picked up the gas, and also there was an ATM at the gas station that they went to.
1: But I think he said something that his car didn't work and all of that. Okay, so right, right. Uh, but again,
0: how far are ATMs in two thousand four? Because you can't swing a dead cat about hit one. My, ear. My,
1: my original thing was how far. If you're David and you go to see this hitchhiker and he needs to pick up money or a gas station, being that they weren't on the, they weren't on like the freeway. You know, they definitely how worried. far could he have not walked, David, to be like something's fishy here? This dude could walk I, again. But yeah. here's the thing: we're not supposed to be thinking like that. I know. I just, I, I,
0: I The one thing I found yeah. weird was they go from the daylight are, to yeah. night.
1: We're gonna get to a point where okay. I get so frustrated that yeah. it really s- stops the rest of the show for me. In a way, they could have done it better. But, uh, so at the point where we never move back to the rest of Six Feet Under, it's so it focuses solely on David and Jake, uh. The scene where they pull up to the liquor store and where everything starts. Yeah. That scene kicks off um, the the No Doubt cover of the Buds. Oh, uh, gosh. I hate that song. Oh, it's my favorite. That's top five favorite songs for me. You've got to <laughs> be me. Swear to God. Oof. I mean, <laughs> so uh, I love that. Uh, I like the original by Talk Talk. This is a cover. I, I know no- it's a cover. <laughs> Come on, that is the. You're not allowed to do research before a show. No, I I don't.
0: I never like No Doubt. Oh,
1: Gwen, you don't like Gwen Stefani?
0: No, I like Gwen Stefani, but I didn't like No Doubt.
1: Okay, well, that's it. We're in the podcast right now. (laughs) Uh, I love No Doubt and Gwen, and I just I love this song. It's my life. Uh, Again, symbolism or whatever you want to call it. Uh, You know, what do I have here? They pull into the liquor store for the ATM. Oh, does Jake know he's gay? Um, I mean, he sort of they they he sort of kept, picks picks up on it later in the episode. Yeah, I he wonder picks up how on it. Though I don't I mean, know. I mean, it's just just the way, or or maybe is it just you know that's just the kind of thing you say to someone like you know if you're in that hateful whatever. Yeah, like, I hey, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, right before you know they get out of the liquor they get out of the van and they're gonna go into the liquor store. And it was at this moment, because we are, let me see where we're at here. We're at the, yeah, just a 30 minute mark. So there's 26 minutes left in the episode. And it's kind of here where it's, everything starts to turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, watching it, uh, my girlfriend was like, so when does this episode get crazy? Like, because now you're 30 minutes into it. And yeah. it it's a normal six feet on the yeah. episode. Yeah. And it was at that point, literally, Jake goes, hey, boom, <laughs> Like you know? And, and that's yeah. like, what the hell? Now, you having forgotten this, let me ask you. So you're watching it up to this point that we're at right here on the yeah. screen. They pull up. Did yeah. you remember what happened? No. So what did you think right here when he goes, hey, and he
0: well, oh, I, re- I I kind of thought that something bad was going to happen to David because just thinking like that. Right didn't here, ex- goes, I didn't expect this. Boom. I didn't expect that. Oh the other thing God. is how did the person inside not see that?
1: <sighs> here's the thing. There are so many times we could pick. I know. I know. know. It just it bothers here's me. Here's the thing too, right? Michael C. Hall is bigger than this actor. Yeah. David, like, you know. But the guy's sneak got a gun. Atta- right? But, yeah. like, there's so many times. David could just literally bear hug him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know. Mm-hmm. Look, he's he's a few inches taller than him. And not only that, Michael C. Hall is wider. Yeah. And, again, he's non confrontational. That's the point of it, But That's the point of there's it. There's so many. Yeah, but you could see, too. I mean, even when they're walking out of the liquor store, David coughs. Yeah. And the guy doesn't even look up. Well, I know. It, what I mean. I know
0: but it's probably because, is this a shady area? They're not, they don't care. It happens. I just don't see how you walk somebody into a liquor store with a gun in their back and you don't do something. This guy just doesn't care. Yeah. This is so sad. Yeah. This and, is and I would also
1: say too, like, this is sort of like Los Angeles where, every or this is the world that we live in where everyone's paying it. No one's paying attention to anything. Just, yeah. you know, totally just minding his business. Yeah. You know, for Jake being this crazy. He really I don't know what the word is. I I know it's not schizophrenic, but he's a sociopath. He's a sociopath. Because I mean, right after this, you know, they get in the van and all that and he's like, hey, have a tissue, clean yourself up. Yeah. He's so he just so quickly goes from like, you know, side to side of just being mm-hmm. fucking crazy to like kind of sweet, which is so weird to say about mm-hmm. this crazy fucking dude. Mm-hmm. Um I think the 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 biggest problem in all of this, and you know, we'll keep going through it is, and it's kind of like something I read from that comment from Alan Poole is, even right now as we're sitting here talking, you expect rational, you know, you expect, and this guy is not rational. Not at all. And he's just, he's literally like, <laughs> literally fucking crazy. He, there, there's no rhyme or reason to what he's doing. How do you battle that? You know what I mean? I always say when people do something for no bad reason... Like, no reason at all. You know, they just start pouring coffee on the floor. It's like, Mm -hmm. why are you doing that? It's like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Did you ever see The Dark Knight, 2008? The Mm -hmm. Joker? Mm -hmm. The Joker in that movie, and it's sort of always my reference point for someone who's crazy with no reason, is just like, he just did stuff just to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, just madness. He Mm -hmm. loved chaos, and it was Mm -hmm. just, there was no reason for what he was doing. It was just to cause chaos to other people. And that's sort of what he is here. Like, he just, he's just fucking torturing David just because... And, yeah, he didn't want anything. I mean, yeah, I guess he wanted drugs. But let me ask you, Jake doesn't look like the type who does crack every weekend. No, no <laughs> Or no. every day.
0: I mean, he wanted money, but I think that he just truly wanted to torture somebody. I, That's his thing.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, but uh, I don't think he did it a lot. No. You know what I mean?
0: And he also wanted friendship, too. Right. Forced friendship. Forced
1: friendship. It's um, a very
0: sick manner.
1: Yeah, but it's just like... It wasn't even if David was like, hey, do you want to come over to have dinner at the house? It yeah. wasn't even that. It was like, do this, you know. Because he and,
0: wants to, be, well, he wanted to be in control. He wanted to right, dominate right. Dominate
1: the friendship. Because, uh, you know, even the way David tries to empathize. And I part of the, part of, well, let's call this the final 26 minutes. You know, if I could make it 13 of it is David just trying to like reason with him. It's like, hey, because, you know, Jake says, oh, my father died in a car crash. And mm-hmm. David's like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. here's my point to, like, empathize with him and get him on my level.
0: David went into funeral director mode. He was also in flight or fight mode. And I felt like he was trying to fight it with um, with empathy yeah. and to try to get him on his level and see, to have the guy see, to have Jake see David right. as a
1: human being
0: any, and then let him go. Right,
1: because anyone would be like, oh, my God, your father died too. We kind of have a connection here. We both, whatever. Yeah.
0: Jake doesn't give a shit. No, but he's lying. <laughs> and he's lying too. That's yeah. that's what's even Crazier. But he did
1: such... I mean, that was such an intense lie. Yeah. But again, he doesn't care. You know what I yeah. mean? It yeah. would be... He could say the most hurtful things about his own family and he mm-hmm. didn't care. You didn't know what care. I mean? Yeah. And that's probably so hard to reason with, you know, hey, what? what's the first thing if someone held you up at gunpoint? What is almost anyone would say in any movie and anything? Please don't shoot me. Or, or what do you want? Take what you want. Yeah. He didn't want anything. I mean, he did. He wanted his money and everything. Yeah. But he still held him after he took his yeah, money. Yeah, I know. You know? Uh,
0: David was like, just take the van and get out of here. And he said, nope,
1: we're going together. Um, to somewhat try to get on on a funeral, to try and drop some funeral <laughs> knowledge, um, the deceased, Ann Thornton, that's in the car, mm-hmm. she releases gas. Yeah, that doesn't happen. I was just gonna say I've never that I've folks, never heard does of that. Yeah, please
0: yeah. don't think that, please. Please no.
1: Yeah. There's never been a time where I'm just driving and just no. like, oh, who's that in the back? N- it's yeah, never happened.
0: Yeah. Eleven years I've been doing this, yeah. it's never happened.
1: Um That's Hollywood. Yeah. So this is the part where I get really frustrated. So what happens is uh Jake realizes there's a body in the car after this body releases yeah. gas, yeah. and Jake you know, they pull it to the side. Oh, God, that's Jake so bad. gets out of. The, here's the thing: we, we'll talk about what actually happens. But mm-hmm. Jake gets out of the car, mm-hmm. and then David gets out next. Mm-hmm. My mind is never able to like move forward. And again, this is not what we're supposed to focus on. Mm-hmm. But Jake gets out of the car. David, right there. Yeah. Could have gone pedal to the metal, or whatever horrible cliche.
0: He could have just left him right there. I don't know what he's
1: thinking. But they could have shot it a different way, where they showed Jake taking the keys. You know, and it's just yeah. like, oh, i have never able to get past. Even watching it, even knowing what happens, like it's gonna happen right here. Yeah. See, Jake first. Yep. The, the lights right there. He could have just fucking sped away. Yeah. And this it never seemed, happened. It just
0: seems to me like David went to go pre- protect the deceased, like seems, he went into funeral Yeah, to, mode. Yeah, yeah, But uh, David, you could have protected the deceased by putting your foot down. But also, I don't, I don't want to judge him too much on this scenario because I don't know what it's like to be well held captive. That's yeah, and just I, I have no and idea to how I would react that that Alan
1: Pool said of like you know you know everyone likes to think they're quick witted. here look I'm the perfect example I'm sitting here like David just drive away who the hell knows how I would have how been maybe still react. crying like a, I maybe would have been yeah. shot by now because yeah. I would have like you know yep. never moved or, or whatever exactly um this kills you as a female director, uh, right? To see that stretcher. I'll this, tell you what. You know. This made me. I feel like
0: I'm <laughs> going to throw up right now. Watching this. This is so disgusting. I
1: can't. You know believe. what kills
0: me the most about this? A that this even happened. But Jake has no.
1: He doesn't care. He Doesn't
0: care for human. Has no human regard. Is that the, as I say? Regard for human life. Regard, yeah. And and it's a. De, is it a deceased? But like, come
1: on. Let me let me say something. Where we're talking about completely fictional characters. Oh. There was not an actual dead body um he probably broke that excuse me probably broke that stretcher (laughs) the way he you know with with weight on it and tipping to the side like that and that's probably an expensive stretcher um but
0: oh my god i cannot believe that right there as soon as that happened i said
1: i'm curious to how they deal and i don't remember this but how they deal with it in the next episode where (sighs) they just pick up they just find this on the side of the road or, oh my you know,
0: gosh. this just makes me sick to think I'm, I'm getting sick.
1: I, I just, I can't believe, um, I
0: can't believe this happened. I can't believe he picked up a hitchhiker with a deceased in the car. That's <laughs> how it starts. I can't believe this happened. I, I think, and I'm not blaming David. I, no. I'm not blaming. He is a victim here. I just, just the one decision led to another.
1: Oh man. You know, part of me thinks too, and, and I, I think a lot of what I think and how I feel is because I feel like, and I'm not trying to get into like macho mode here, but I feel like I could fight Jake. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big person. Oh, I was going to, I'd be his butt. But you know what I'm trying to say is I could fight him. And Mm I, in my head, I'm always like, if someone ever held me at gunpoint Mm -hmm. and and they're they're, going to do something that bad, I'd rather have them like, I'd rather challenge them to actually shoot me. Mm -hmm. I feel like most people, most people who stick you up or whatever, right? I feel like they, it's like the shock value of, Mm gunpoint gunpoint right now and i'll get you to do anything Mm -hmm. part of me always thinks in the back of my head if that ever happens to me i'd like challenge them to actually shoot me because i feel like most people don't want to shoot you
0: yeah you don't know that
1: i don't know know that right and it's all it's probably really dumb what i'm saying but jake here is probably the one out of 10 where he would have shot him yeah i feel like he would have kept shooting him just to be laughing just to be funny you know um,
0: if he, if he takes a deceased out of the car and, and, first of all, when he sees that, he woman he makes that nasty inappropriate comment mm-hmm. and then just dumps her on the road. Yeah. He would be the type of person just to shoot you. Cause you think it's, he thinks it's funny. This is so awful.
1: Uh, so they, they, they pull up to an, what, what's this other store they go to?
0: Um,
1: is it another liquor store? I don't know what it is. I, I forget why they're going to this other store. They go to this other store and, and Jake ties up David again. Well, Jake ties up David.
0: Yeah, for the first time.
1: David manages to 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 escape the 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 rope that's around him. Push opens the car and and you know sort of knocks Jake to the floor. David runs
0: and hides, not too far. But, but why wouldn't you keep running? I have no idea. And I would like
1: call nine one one right now. And then here, my thing is, I would be running, screaming, just mm-hmm. to have someone out. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. Um, and what 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 gets David here? Because I think what happened is David called someone when that stretcher to let it ring and then someone called back. It might have been Keith or Nate. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but that phone call, that ringing back to his cell phone is kind of what gets him in trouble. Yep. Um, this... Uh, you ever see Human Centipede?
0: No. And I do not talk about that movie with me. All I'm going to say... I, that is... Uh, we're that. not going to talk wanna, about
1: the, the, the part... And that's part of what the movie is supposed to invoke in you. But it's just like there was a scene in there where it's so demasculate dehumanizing like and I was like this is an art this isn't anything like no, no no um I sort of felt that a little bit here and then I had to like soften myself a little bit and he's you know he has David head to the ground he's like say you're sorry for escaping yeah and that was like oh fuck I don't want to see that that's mm-hmm. to me that was the mm-hmm. the I mean besides the the ending um was pretty this is so awful <laughs> and, and and again here here in the commentary you know this is where alan Poole said david goes from giving up hope to trying to understand why why him mm-hmm. you see after this he's just why do you have no regard for human life how can you do this to me how can you do this to anybody mm-hmm. um you know and the next scene is they, they go to the park for drugs and you know again fr- from the commentary just try to get understanding what their thought process was um david at this point is just like i'm just gonna go for the ride like mm-hmm. i'm not Gonna, gonna fight it anymore get, yeah i've already lost the but the only thing at this point i could lose is my life yeah and it's like david probably feels what is my life worth at this point yeah. you know yeah um <laughs> the dr- so they buy this is crack they're smoking
0: yes it's crack, crack he cocaine.
1: spits <laughs> it out of his mouth yeah that doesn't, the drug doesn't wear down in your mouth. I have it's no, no like idea. It's not like a smarty. Like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a spree. Yeah, I don't, not a spree, like, I have
0: no idea. I, I can say I, I don't know. I do like not what know. What happens if he ate it? I don't know. I And I don't know why he didn't go running crazy in the park, you know, call it, causing, I, I, I would guess, I'm guessing it. I, just, I, guess a, I, I mean, know. He just, he yeah. just said, I'm just going to go along for the ride. But this is just, oh God, this, this is
1: the episode. Um, because this is the podcast, when's the last time you did crack?
0: Um, how about never? Thank you very much. <laughs> you were, never. <laughs> you were
1: supposed to go along for the joke. Oh, no. You were supposed to be like, well, before the, we recorded, um, is, okay. <laughs> that joke was funny to you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, everyone. Um, is the high that good? I don't know. I know, but like, <laughs> I've never, I don't even know if I know anyone that I could ask, have you ever done crack? <laughs> that they'd be like, yo, crack is that expensive? First of all. How much was it? Forty bucks for one Pebble. Pebble for one spree. Ball, rock or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, had like how do you if you're I'm assuming I'm assuming the higher up people who do this, you know, people who have money, they're not gonna come down to the park to do it. But shit, four dollars is a lot of money. What do you think the markup is on that? <laughs> At least fifty percent. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know.
0: know. I don't know. I don't know what the high is. I mean Showing what they showed us on TV, it seems to be an incredible high. But I... the, the
1: thing six feet under has always gotten really good is how you know how you feel taking drugs, the yeah. high from it, and everything. Season one, Nate smokes pot, and it's a really good like showmanship of how you are high and paranoid. Mm-hmm. Let me stop here just to say, amazing acting by Michael C. Hall. Very, very like, much so. Look at how much we're like, how bad we feel, and how everything. That's not because of what uh, how awful Jake is. It's because how much Michael C. Hall. Yeah. did he win an Emmy for this or anything? I don't know mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Uh, I feel like I should know that. I don't. I, I really don't know. But he sells it so much. He did. He did an excellent job. Because he 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 even des- he even sells defiant like yeah with the like right now he's just like yeah. what am I doing
0: yeah this but here's the th- also give credit to Jake Jake that actor oh, did yeah, a very yeah. good no. job as being a sociopath.
1: I mean part of part of what is so great about him is his like his size his stature and his mm-hmm. personality mm-hmm. you know just being this so crazy um yeah, it's just so crazy uh, they have I would like if if I, I really do want to know this you could it could be completely anonymous if you've ever gotten a high off crack is the high that good because the way Jake is like no no don't turn the car off let me enjoy this I feel the same way about like buffalo wings. <laughs> you when I'm do eating, love a buffalo wing. <laughs> when I'm eating like my first four, I just, I don't want to be interrupted. I want all <laughs> that blue cheese on it. Oh, like, no, I don't even want to drink water. Let me enjoy. The all next of this. time we
0: go for wings <laughs> and I stare at you, you're going to know why. You do love a buffalo wing. I, folks, saying, I will tell when him, tell y'all that. I'm enjoying
1: like a, a nice, or like, you know, I, I totally, because I was just like, because oh, he's like, just, you know, let me enjoy this. Don't do anything. But how funny, too, is when Michael C., or oh, Keith, uh, David, does it, and he's like, oh, my God, I feel so good. <laughs> Why well, have never felt this good before? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just think it's all amazing. Um, they So they have this little dream sequence where you could tell it's fake. Because, look, right now when, when they're smoking, uh, you see there's black in the background. Yeah. So this is supposed—I mean, David actually does smoke the crack. But, you know— Jake is like, Oh, can we have sex now? I just want to, you know, I thought that was real. You thought that was real? Yeah.
0: And Well, I got, you know, I got got sick about him driving under the influence. And then, then I thought, I thought that was really happening. And then I thought there was going to be like an accident or something afterwards or during
1: credit to the show and the directing and all that. Because to me, I laughed when you think they're high and Jake's giving David oral sex and all that. And, it cuts to them and just passed out. They're in passed the van. out, yeah. And this is where the um, you know the uh, uh, drug dealer comes and starts hitting on the van. Um, as they're talking about going to Long Beach for meth, David gets the runs. Oh. Is that a thing? I have no idea. Damn I it. do not have. Crack I told you to knowledge. smoke crack before this oh episode. My gosh, are you dedicated or not? <laughs>
0: oh, oh, it's in my contract <laughs> that I do not have to smoke crack or cocaine. I do not know. Uh, I, I, but I, he had zero runs. Yes. Woo!
1: Um, I feel like they did enough research or it's a, it's a known thing that this is a thing. I feel like that's the
0: reason why crackheads are skinny.
1: Cause, but they have to be crapping out something. What? You need to have subs, you have to like, well,
0: I don't know what, do you they're... know how the
1: body, human body works? Oh like you have no, to, you teach have to... me
0: today. Yes. I don't know what's coming out, but he had the runs.
1: Um, when they head to long beach, um, uh, an ironic note and they would have not known this in 2004, but they go to Long Beach and that's where they shot all of Dexter. So to have Michael C. Hall, why are you looking at me like that?
0: Cause I already knew that. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I did.
1: <laughs> um, you know, Dexter is a show that takes place in Miami, but it's actually shot all here. And this like little warehouse part where all the shipping containers, mm-hmm. thats mm-hmm. you've seen that part in Dexter plenty of times. Um, they're, as they're in Long Beach, a, a random stray dog walks out and Jake says, that's my dog. Well, here's something else I just want to bring about.
0: What, when they're going there and this he says, I want to, um, I'm going to a place that is, that's like a red barn color. It's like, and he was like associated with bar, like, downtown LA or wherever they are. And no, long- like there's not like going to be a barn there. <laughs> it was weird how he said that because is that something coming up from his childhood, from his memories? Right. Like that was kind of like a red flag for me. Well, like, hold on. They don't know yeah. where, he doesn't know where he's going.
1: Uh, I, I, I think the red, the red flag is when he punched them. In the beginning of the episode, yeah, no, 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 I, get <laughs> I, I know that. what you're saying. I'm just saying,
0: like, as we are driving, like, I, he doesn't know where he's going. When he talks, he's describing a barn. There's not a barn in, in this
1: area. I think he said barn color, like a red barn color. It, it just was something, barn. yeah, yeah, symbolic. No, no, there's no symbolic there. <laughs> <laughs> Very symbolic. Um, and, and you know, again, just no, no rational thoughts. Jake tells David, uh, "Help me get my dog, and I'll let you go." You know, there, there's no reasoning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so irrational, like
0: Charlie. And that was it, the dog's name. Was cute. that the dog's name, Charlie? So cute. Because right.
1: um, if you're David, you're grasping on to anything that feels rational. So when he says, "If you do this, I'll let you go," that's the most normal thing ever. Like right now, yeah. hey, after if you help me record this podcast, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> what's that? I'm what? listening. <laughs> Dinner. Dinner. <laughs> um. And you just see David try to reach on any rational thing, and once to get out of there. Yeah, and He's Jake terrified. could have like said or done anything, and, and he would know. have said, "Okay, yeah,
0: no, oh, um, that dog is so cute."
1: But let me ask you too, and it didn't. It really took me till the to watching it, and, and and credit to all of the internet message boards and everything that I researched that a lot of influenced like how I to interpret this episode. The idea of that's my dog, like. David is kind of Jake's dog. Yeah, you know what I mean Just by making way, him, yeah. by
0: make, giving him commands and making him obey. Right, and mm-hmm. I really,
1: I really didn't pick up on that until mm-hmm. doing all my research and everything, and even the commentary. I mm-hmm. uh, was like, oh wow, that that's like that's right. why.
0: And also, a dog is your is man's yeah, yeah. best friend. And all throughout the show, he kept saying, "Are we besties?" Yeah,
1: yeah. You didn't say we were besties, <laughs> uh, but this does play to the idea, like I said last episode, that dogs start to become a big part of yes. this season yes. and here we are two episodes where the dog plays um, Dog
0: play, a and also yeah but he plays a huge part I think it was like a mirage type of thing too as well Charlie uh-huh. going in Jake's mind
1: let, Uh huh. Let, let me ask you here uh, did any part of you think that this was a dream I mean you kind of know what happens I wonder how we. yeah no no I, no, I did think talk- it was a dream y- yeah, because yeah.
0: for him just to be like that's Charlie that's my dog they're in the middle of a warehouse right, district right. in
1: Long Beach right.
0: looking for a red barn
1: I really I, I wish, you know, and, and it's impossible. I really wish what our thoughts would have been if this was July 20 something 2004 when this episode aired. Yes. You know, cuz I think I would have been sitting here all a dream. And Me I would have been like the reason why is cuz David had an awful dream seeing what it's like without Keith and he did all this stuff and yeah, there's yeah. no way David would smoke crack, you know right, what I mean? Right. I totally would have thought it was a I dream. I agree with you on that. And I have to imagine a lot of people thought it was a dream. Mm-hmm. They didn't um, think
0: it was going to be real. Oh, that dog. I
1: love that dog. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Kisses. There is, as horrible as all this is, there is some comedy. Because David goes, come on, come on, dog. I have a cookie. And Jake goes, don't lie to my dog. <laughs> I'll tell you. Horrible what's going that's on. That's the
0: worst thing you do to a dog is tell him that you have a treat treat. Yeah. And then you don't have a treat treat. That's terrible.
1: Um, it's that, not, that's it's not a treat. It's a <laughs> treat treat. It's a treat treat. Okay. <laughs> Duck
0: and Donut gets treat treats.
1: Uh, let me ask you something here while we're here. Did you think this episode was violent? Yes. Now. Up until this point where he does beat the shit out of him mm-hmm. and pours, pours the gas gasoline on him. on him. There's only been one punch. It wasn't actually that violent. There's been... But one
0: it, punch. He punched David, but David then attacked him with the door. So, like, there's been two type of physical activities. Right. Rightfully so, David, to do yeah. that. I'm just saying. Yeah. But, but that... I just think
1: there's, it's more... psych. This episode, if if, uh, if you're going to, like, percentage, pie, yes. pie yeah, percentage, yeah, yeah. it is more psychological torture than it is... Physical violence. Let me tell
0: you something. The most psychological torture, in my opinion, in this episode was when he poured gasoline on him. That right there, again, I, I didn't watch this, but I don't remember seeing this before. I thought I was going to throw up mm-hmm. with what could have happened. That's just, that was horrific for me. That was horrific for up, me.
1: Up and here. And, 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 I, what... and
0: impo- everything was horrific. But yeah, that yeah. gasoline being poured on him,
1: oh I, I just couldn't. Well, let me say this. And, and here's where I'll, I'll I'll like wave my white flag and give up on the idea of like David could have fought him up until he gets pistol whipped. Mm-hmm. I feel like at any time David could have, you know, what I kept saying while watching the episode, do you have no idea how strong your elbow is wild? Here's all right, two things. And I'll totally give this up. One, David could have straight up elbowed him and he probably could have killed him. You have no idea how strong your elbow is while they were driving. David could literally just reach over and went like this. I'm telling you, you probably would have killed him. Okay. Second, if if in my head, where if I wasn't gonna fight him, if I was scared of the gun, when you're on one of these main streets, David at 40 miles an hour, make it 30 miles an hour, jump out of the car while it's still going. He's in the passenger seat. You know what I mean?
0: Or wreck the car.
1: No, he would wreck the. No, no. What no, I'm, I'm saying, saying,
0: or wreck the car. No, but while saying, he's
1: driving. The, but the, the, now, now I'm trying to like play uh, the the capturer here, but. In that in scenario, you're bolt stuck. I'm saying if you jumped out of the car while mm-hmm. it's going 30 miles an hour, he's gonna have to get out of the driver's seat, or whatever, and like you'd be in like a big road. Mm-hmm. You know, just picture you're on. I was gonna say I 95, but um, yeah. Um, so Jake pours gasoline on him. You know, yeah. says all this awful stuff, makes David put the gun in his mouth, and David you know, starts
0: thinking about his life. Yeah.
1: Well, just the idea of like you know your life flashes before your eyes, yes. whatever. Yes. But this is where, uh, you know, circling back to it. Like, did he plan to have this gasoline? Because, you know, he bought this. I don't think he had any of this plan that we're going to go get drugs or whatever, but just really, you know, whatever. Coincidental that he has the gas. And I guess it didn't matter what it was. He was going to, you know, spray him or torturing whatever. torturing him. Um, yeah. Uh, it's really hard watching that pour the gasoline and the gun in his mouth and all that. Um watching this with someone who has never seen this episode, truly thought he was gonna die. Like this is how they Mm -hmm. killed off David. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that speaks to the day in television that we aren't used to now. Yeah. GOT, big characters, well, a little girl killed was off.
0: killed. Um, yeah, big care. Yes. You know what I mean. Yeah, just
1: the idea of like, oh, is he gonna get killed off and everything? And this show is nothing about that. No, but it takes twenty six minutes for you to change your entire thinking yes. of that when you're like, oh my god, they're gonna kill off whatever. Yes, I think the episode ends rather ironic where David is now a hitchhiker. Yes, <laughs> you and know what people mean? are yeah. avoiding him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes, and shit, how? Who looks crazier, Jake, what he's wearing, or David? It's David. David with his it's shirt hand tucked out, yep. bloodied. Yep. Who go who sm- stinks like, like gasoline, gas. you yep. know and um, high on crack, yeah, and, and the episode finally ends with this police car um I have no idea if we did this justice, is there anything else you wanted to discuss no, I did? just i i find, i'm
0: I'm disturbed, I didn't like this it it really bothered me for lots of reasons, and um I'm gonna watch the next episode, you know, the day before we record, so I'm like I don't want to know what happens
1: <laughs> um you know i i reached out to a bunch of social medias and not not that anyone didn't have any good insight it's just everyone sort of had the the general same reaction we did mm-hmm. and I, I bet you our what we just talked about is not any much different than what anyone else thought or felt is that mm-hmm. what a what a neck jerking episode and just like what the hell just happened mm-hmm. how awful you feel uh but uh, You know, watching it with like a lens to try and talk about it, there are parts of, you know, like the symbolism and everything that we talked about Mm -hmm. and just, you know, kind of how the episode ends. And I guess what's difficult is that how do we start talking about the after effects? And we can't until later on. Um, Anything else on this? (laughs) Episode. Well, you've
0: ruined my evening. (laughs) Just so you know, I'm going to go home and cry. Uh And um, probably won't sleep tonight. So feel free to text me.
1: (laughs) Um, We did have a question. Uh, I guess if we could heighten or enlighten the mood. I will try
0: to answer as best I can. I just feel (laughs) sick right now.
1: What do we got? We have uh, Braden from Texas wrote in. Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Thank you for that. Um, And his question here is... Have you ever, or how do you deal with seeing clients out in public? Like, if you're out in public and you know you see someone, has that ever happened to you? How do you? Why don't you answer that, Victor? Well, d- d- there. Listen, this question was addressed to you, not me. Oh, I'll I also said. talk about it, but <laughs> like, like for instance, ready? Mm-hmm. You're out. You're getting your hair done, and
0: I, <laughs> you, <yes. laughs> cannot stand you right now. And, but go ahead.
1: And uh, a family that you had served walks in. Mm-hmm. How do you? Have we you ever dealt them. with anything like that? Yes, all the time. And I always run into people. Anything awkward?
0: Uh, sometimes they don't want to talk to me, and I can pick up on that quickly when they die. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because I remind them of what, of death. Yeah, It happens all the time to me.
1: I cannot, actually, I can pinpoint, uh, it happened to me somewhat recently. I saw someone in a supermarket, and it was funny because we both walked past each other, and we were just like, hmm Hey, I know you. Hey, I know you. We shook hands. Like, I don't know where I know you from. And like two seconds later, I realized where I saw him from mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, other than that, I can't... I've seen people in public where I'm like, I don't know where I know you from. Mm-hmm. That was the only time I like I spoke to the person. Um, I'm trying to think if I ever actually talked with someone. I definitely seen people out.
0: I see people out too. And I like make eye contact with them. And it just yeah. depends. Like I learned early on in my career... I would, you know, I'd go up to the grocery store and I would run into them and I'd be like, "Hey, how are you?" They they don't want to, they don't always want to talk yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's a very I'm a I am a, it has nothing to do with me, but my face is associated with what happened. Yeah. So I've just learned that when I see them out in public, if they come up to me, of course, I mean right. I can give a friendly wave, a nice smile, but most of the time it just avoid me. Yeah. So that's And you all. would
1: think too with in the community you live in. I don't mean you. I'm just mean like a, mm-hmm. as a funeral director, you would, and the amount of people you serve at a funeral home, you would see them more in public. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't, you know. You do, you know what's funny too? On funeral services. On funeral services is a different thing. When I run right, into families, you, oh, they come up and hug you me, this, they love me, and all that stuff. I'm saying, I was talking more to the point of like, you go to the same church. Yeah. So that same church, you're going to see the same because it's a mm-hmm. church community and mm-hmm. all that, you know? And even at the funeral home. Mm-hmm. You see, and even like repeat families yeah, where mother died and then the father died yeah. a year later, this yeah. and that, so forth. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, I guess not everybody tries to avoid me. You know, I get the high, but I don't, I don't want to go up and cause any undue grief. Yeah, of course. Grief, no, you, you don't know. walk up
1: like, hey, How your you? mom died. Yeah.
0: <laughs> me? <No>. Me? Huh? <laughs> Remember? Remember? No, no, <laughs> I don't
1: do that. So never, never... You've never seen someone in, like, specifically in a hair salon or anything like that. Actually, all the time, yeah. So, we will be back (laughs) next week with episode six of Six Feet Under. Um, You know what? Actually, I totally forgot about something. By the time this episode airs, we're recording a little bit early. uh, We will have been. One year of six feet under. <gasps>
0: congratulations, Victor!
1: And it took us what? Let's see. Season one is thirteen episodes. Two is 26, 39. This is episode five, so we're at forty four episodes. It took congratulations. That means I took. That's eight a big weeks deal off. for you. Good um, for you. One year. One year. It's, congratulations, it's, Victor! Hopefully, um, you've done a wonderful job. Thank you at the Six Feet Under Digging Podcast. Um, I'm really
0: proud of you. Good job. Bestie. Thank
1: you. Thank you um, for being a part of you're an
0: excellent host. Thank you. You're an excellent best friend. You're an excellent funeral director (laughs) and good job. This is, I I know this is your passion. So congratulations to you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, so with that being said, shout out to
0: Victor one year, happy anniversary,
1: happy anniversary and shout out to moon. Oh
0: my sis. Hey sis. My sister's name is Moon. Hey, Moon. She is a new fan of the podcast, Mm -hmm. my sister and my little niece, Morgan. And uh, Morgan just won the trophy for like the best cheerleader or something. I don't know. I saw it on Snapchat. And Moon wanted me to remind everybody that she is my sister by blood, but best friend by choice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's what they say in the Kardashians.
1: (laughs) That is what they say, I know. Good episode tonight. (laughs) Uh, With that being said, we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. Listen to this and all episodes at diggingpodcast.com. Join us on the next episode as we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under. Please search and subscribe to us on iTunes under Digging Six Feet Under.